Welcome to the second episode of Unfiltered with Jared Maximum. Today's guest is Admira Padulina. She is an upcoming grade 12 student currently studying in the Philippines. Admira and I discuss about our common past with public speaking, gaining confidence, and how being a third culture kid shifts your perspective. We briefly talk about how to change culture, what it takes to be outspoken, and being proud of your Filipino self. Once again, Admira Padolina. Uh, hi, hi, Admira. Oh, hello. Hi. Um, long time no see or hear. I don't know. <laughs> exactly. We just reconnected a few months ago. Yeah, we did for such a long time. It was how many years? Like two and a half. No, we haven't talked since like the competition. Yeah, we. So that's like. Hello. I think that's how we start the podcast, talking about how we met. Yeah, we should. Yeah, I think we should. And yeah, so my best friend, my best friend's brother was your classmate, like in school. Yes. And she has mentioned you sometimes, but I really didn't know you. And then there came a competition. Like a public speaking competition that we, we we all were like new to, and then we met there, and I remember being so shy, being so conscious, cause like you were getting along already, and I was like the new girl, like you all knew each other. Yes, we and did. I was the new we girl, did. so like it was really hard to. I was really shy before, so like it was really hard to get along with you guys, cause you were like, you had your energy. That I couldn't match at that time, so yeah, so that's how we started off. Yes, we did, and um, what happened was um, we were separated into two groups. There was like the people mm-hmm. who were speaking and the people who are the technical. the technical team. Yeah, the technical team. I was a part of the technical team, and I was in the one who spoke in front of those judges, and I was low-key shivering. Yeah. On the stage. Yeah, true. <laughs> I think you saw that. <laughs> yeah, we were. Yeah, exactly. Like we were hyping you up. Like the tech team was like hyping up the speakers. It's like it was really, I don't know, really intense. It was. It was pretty like, intense. A lot of things. I was only a part of the tech team, and I wasn't gonna speak, but I was tensed. So imagine like how much tensed you guys are, the the people who actually spoke. Sadly, we didn't win. Sadly, not even. Yeah, we didn't win. I remember how we all were like so defeated, like when we went home. Yeah, it was really sad. But yeah, so why did you choose to like invite me to your podcast? Yeah, why did like, I choose you? Like out of all the people. Yeah, good question. Because like I'm really, really curious as to why you invited me to speak on your podcast. Like. Why? Oh, um, I invited you because I wanted to speak about your experience as a third culture kid and how did that change your perspective when you got home to the Philippines. And I was also interested on in how you changed a lot ever since we first met. I think you've noticed how much I changed when we reconnected just like recently. Yes. So like funny story, I came home to the Philippines June 2018 and started competing in competitions. I study in a public school and that gives you more opportunities, like more competitions to join. Right. 
when I started competing just August of the same year, so just a couple of months, and I was recruited by a couple of teachers to join. And thank God I won most. So, yeah. Most. So, yeah, I Note that, everyone. Most. <laughs> she won most. Yeah, most. <laughs> I'm really happy about this thing that I've only lost to one competition this year, like grade 10. No way. Like the past year. Yeah, only one competition. And the reason why I lost it was because I didn't prepare. My mind wasn't into it because... I, I can't remember what month that was, but we were celebrating a certain like subject but then we had to compete like there was an ev- event the day before and then we had to travel really really far to compete and we all lost so yeah i think that's a so, yeah, that's a big lost that's one. a big part as well is because um the first time we competed like outside of like school like in that public speaking setting uh-huh. we went outside and it was like a it was it was a fairly short trip yet um trips when you go to competitions through like trips it just absorbs a lot of your energy before going there. Exactly. And especially if like it's really far and if you're really uncomfortable. Right. It's gonna take a toll on like your performance. It does. It really does take a toll on your yeah. performance. But at the end of the day when you go home, it's the best type of tired ever. Exactly. But like when we lost the first time we competed mm-hmm. in like a public speaking. I remember crying because my back hurt. Like, the stress from the preparation and, like, the whole day. It was... It took a toll on my body and I cried because of the physical pain that I felt. And maybe even emotionally because, like, we deserve to win. <laughs> we, <laughs> we did. We deserve to win. We, we, we really did. And I was, yeah, we put up a good fight. We, yes, like, yes, exactly. Better than the other... Better than most of the people who were competing with us. Yeah, exactly. But I think it was a head start, like for all of us. It was a big platform. You became really, you became, you started enlightening yourself more. And I started, I don't know, noticing more things about the world that mattered. Because I was really contained. Yes. Like my opinions was circulating. Yeah. Like personal stuff and like what I do, but then when we talked about um, quality education as a sustainable, is it a road to development? Yes, sustainable Something about road that. to development. It was one of the sustainable development exactly. goals that I don't know the UN was promoting, and we spoke about it. Yeah. And oh, it was also related with the environment. Lot. Oh yeah, it was something about environment too. Mm, yeah, partly. <laughs> that started. Like my, I don't know, that kickstarted my me being opinionated just in general. Mm-hmm. I started being more opinionated on certain things, and that's when I learned my passion for debate. Right. Like on talking about things, and just talking in general, because I knew I had a lot of thoughts racing in my head about certain topics, but I never spoke about them. And that competition gave me a platform a place that I can, oh wow, I can put my thoughts into speeches. Yes. Like you are doing yeah. with your blog. Like what I did with um, the first year after that competition is um, me, Megan, and Ramses. We had paths of our own and it kind of pushed us into different paths. Um, so like certain competitions and certain events in your life really do something to your yes, personality. Yes, it, it does. It doesn't only change your 
personality per se when you're in school, but it changes yeah. the whole outlook of your like life. You. I mean, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> As an example. Of so me. you don't belittle like the small experiences that you you have. Because they take a toll on like who you are as a yeah. person. They so make you who you are and become who you are to like you know, like who you are today. Yeah. If I didn't have this opportunity when I was like fairly younger fairly younger when I was just I'm just saying that that was like four yeah. years ago. Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, four years if ago. I didn't <laughs> participate in that or if I didn't try my best to do my my you know, my job of like public speaking or my responsibility to like represent the school at the time, yeah. I wouldn't be able to be at the place I am here now today where I am freely expressing my thoughts and opinions. Yeah. You wouldn't have a stand at all. I think that kickstarted us, like, as a group. Mm-hmm. I don't know about the others in our group, like, Raphael and Ramses, but, like, Megan and I... And especially you are very involved. Yeah, we became very involved with our lives. And very vocal. Yes, exactly. Especially you, you were very vocal. I'm being very vocal You're right now. You're very vocal about your beliefs and stuff. Which I appreciated because like a lot of people our age don't really pay attention. Or maybe they pay attention, but they don't they don't speak about it. They don't speak about it enough. Mm-hmm. Yes, they are informed and they are involved like the these twitter hashtags and stuff but they don't actually take the step to improve their lives and their outlooks in life and that's what we lack as like a generation yes and being given an opportunity to speak on a crowd at such a like a precarious age like being an adolescent Mm -hmm. being at the development age it gives you a lot of uh, capacity to express yourself irregardless of the mental torment that you experience like what i'm saying is a lot of kids nowadays are really really into diagnosing their feelings and putting themselves into labels or boxes of identities and when you actually just get pushed towards this spotlight this platform that you didn't even intend to go to in the first place you have two choices exactly. you would end up regretting yeah. or like resenting whatever what, what, you what whatever you had before so you had so you have two choices when mm-hmm. you're in front of that spotlight you ev- you either um fight learn yeah to learn to live it. with it like you're being exposed in the spotlight and speak your mind and mm-hmm. who you are and be confident and own it because a lot of people wouldn't yeah. even um you know, exactly. <laughs> like notice the things that People you aren't yeah. um, like a lot aware of things of happen behind the scenes. Yes, there are a lot of like successful people that have really, really let's say eventful backgrounds or like pasts, and we don't know that. We don't know that like that's why they are skilled or something like that. We often just look at what we believe and rely on what we can see. Mm-hmm. And that's what's sad about our generation. Like, we are so enamored by the things that we see that we forget that there are things that are deeper. Yeah. Like, things go deeper than what we Yeah, see. the things that we actually need to do something about. In the end of the day, mm-hmm. um, it's all about being equal when it comes to the opportunities that you are given. Mm-hmm. It's just that you need to make yourself attractive enough for those opportunities to be given to you in the first place. It's... It's it's the game yep. of life. 
you shouldn't exactly. yeah you shouldn't you shouldn't expect most of the time to be given that like opportunity the same yeah exactly like we are all not born into the same families into the same situations but we are all given an opportunity and some people think they don't have an opportunity but they just fail to notice yes. it and they just fail to grab it mm-hmm. exactly yeah so in that sense you said and you told everyone that what happened four years ago was when you like became exposed to public speaking how did that obviously it changed your confidence but if you can some if you can tell everyone personally how did that you know that came to be mm-hmm. okay so after that competition i was really into writing not exactly academic writing or things about like politics and the stuff going around the world but i was more into writing about my feelings i was into poetry and that's what started how i can write what i can think and that's that i can i can express what i think so that's the reason why i compete a lot of like i compete in a lot of journalism competitions and public speaking competitions um a little flex here i joined um I'm a national qualifier at UP. Like, there's a competition in UP that, yeah, UP public speaking, Mm -hmm. and I qualified for that national level, and that kickstarted like my love for public speaking. I love standing up in front of a crowd and making them listen to me, because you're not given this opportunity unless you speak publicly. Mm -hmm. You don't get the opportunity to speak to people and let them hear what you think sway them to thinking like you too not in a bad way but like enlightening people that's the thing about public speaking you enlighten people some public speaking like genres entertain whereas i really love informing Mm -hmm. and just enlightening people yes because that's what we lack we are uninformed especially those who don't really pay attention to what's happening in the world we are uninformed so that started my love for journalism and my love for public speaking. I just like expressing my thoughts. And I think I have, I don't know, I think I have fair points and I think I have the right to speak. So I used it. I used my freedom of speech in speaking what I think would be better. Mm-hmm. I don't usually attack or like gaslight people, people like into. Yeah, yeah, I don't. That's, that's really, don't do that. Um, <laughs> I mean, like, don't don't, don't yeah. gaslight people into thinking what, what you're thinking. I think that's a yeah. that's a good thing. But at the same time, um, the last time that we had a conversation, also told me that a lot of people are saying that that you need to speak up, speak out, but exactly. you're not but informed. They shut you down the moment you speak. you're not informed yeah. enough. Why are you going to speak out? A lot of people are really uninformed about like the situation, and they speak. They have the audacity. They have the strength, the courage to speak about a certain matter without really knowing much. They know so shallow. They know about the issue and that's it. They don't know the backgrounds about it. And I think that's the importance of digging deep about something that you're speaking about. Because you'd end up sharing wrong information. You'd end up having false beliefs. Mm -hmm. You'd end up having faulty opinions, which would only make you look bad in the end. And you're also motivating the emotions of a already angry or frustrated crowd. Exactly. And that's going to burn things on its way because it's fueled by something that is not sustainable. 
you don't need to do much damage to a certain issue. Therefore, you have to enlighten people mm-hmm. and allow them to come into terms and to choose their own side. Yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, in that sense, you kind of find like confident when when we joined that, we kind of found the confidence in our own voices. Like this is yeah. this is something that we can use, and we've been yeah, and we've been I using it. We've been using it. We've been developing the passion about it. And it shows. Exactly. It, like, for you, it shows, mm-hmm. like, for your achievements over there. And, f- exactly. I mean, I, I don't want to brag, but for I me... I didn't even know I could write academically. Right. Like, that way. Like, I could win competitions. Like, I only wrote, like, essays for, like, school. And people would always say that my essays were long. But I didn't know that it was good enough Competen- to win competition. Right. Yeah, exactly. When I started really writing about it and I started training like for journalism competitions, when you train yourself, you can really improve. And the same goes with like, being opinionated. You can feed yourself more information to be able to stand on what's better, on what's right. Because mm-hmm. on certain issues, you really have to feed yourself information to be able to speak accurately about a certain situation. Like We won't be talking about these if we didn't experience it firsthand, if we didn't if we don't have a background about it, we wouldn't be speaking because we wouldn't have the audacity to speak about something we're unsure of. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem with, I don't know, most Filipinos nowadays, especially those who go onto social media and rant about like their issues and stuff like that when they don't know much about like the situation. Mm-hmm. When they're practically clueless about yeah, clueless. Yes, the situations they that are think happening. They know, and just because you know a certain the existence of a certain issue doesn't mean you have the right to speak about it yeah we have the freedom of speech but you could be divulging people with wrong information Mm -hmm. wrong beliefs wrong stands wrong opinions and it's very crucial to be able to share the right information exactly and it's clear to me that the motivations that drive us or like you in that case is very different mm-hmm. than the motivations that drive most of your classmates when it comes to speaking out mm-hmm. to certain issues like can you tell us more about that that the difference of like motivation f- for a person who grew up here in oh, overseas being third culture yeah, being a third culture kid. oh that's a really big thing about like how opinionated i am because <laughs> i think growing up <laughs> Growing up in a different country, I was born in a third world country in the Philippines. Mm -hmm. And I studied here since nursery to grade two. So I was really little. So I opened my eyes and I really learned about the world in Dubai. So I know more about Dubai than I know of my home country. Mm -hmm. And when I came back home to the Philippines to study here for good, my perspective or how I look at the world, let's say I'm more open-minded Right. Than the people here. Like, my outlook in life is way farther than the ones here. It's very limited. And I think being a third culture kind of kid does that to you. You, Your eyes get open to different cultures, to different walks of life. Because all we know here in the Philippines is how Filipinos walk. So, it's influenced by culture and the family. We have the same culture. We are all Filipinos despite having different dialects and um, being from different islands of the Philippines. We're still Filipinos, but when you go to a different country, you experience different cultures and different. you see different walks of life. Ethnicity and nationality really contributes to how you live 
and how you look at life. And I think being a third culture kid gave me a different perspective in life that isn't confined to what most Filipinos who haven't left the country and lived in another country don't. And that's an edge I think I have from an edge that I have those extra experiences over them. gave you like that yeah that like extra you know like perspective points yeah exactly and it's not that I'm belittling them but they need to see more they they shouldn't base their opinions and the development on solely the Philippines because if we compare ourselves to ourselves we wouldn't get anywhere we wouldn't see a contrast So the Philippines and UAE is very different. Yeah. And I think that we have a long way to go. Considering that the Philippines is way older than UAE. Yes. UAE is only less than 50 years old. Mm -hmm. Right? Right, right. But then they're very developed. So why can't we do that as Filipinos? We have the resources. We do have. We have the people. So why are we doing it? Yes, exactly. Exactly. But... Being someone who came from a different country, I can say that. I can say that, but the the kids of my generation, youth of my generation, can't see that because they haven't been anywhere anywhere else other than the Philippines. Or, I mean, it's not that they've not seen it. It's more of like they've imagined it, but it's not a lived reality. It's just there's a difference between um, imagining something from experiencing something. And... Growing up here, I think that broadens your perspective that, like, in the Philippines, young people want to advocate for inclusivity, for diversity. And then you've lived that here, and you've already, and then even here, there's a diverse culture who's really inclusive, but at the same time, you realize that that's not the end goal. Like, we could entirely skip Mm -hmm. a part where we wouldn't you know, like, stumble upon racism and, like, yeah, exactly. classism that exists here. Exactly. And, and that's yeah. sad, because, yeah. I don't know, Luzon, people in Luzon often, I don't know, discriminate, especially Bisaya or the way they speak, and I don't know their place. I don't know why they discriminate, but, like, Visayas and Mindanao are really yes. beautiful places. I've been to Davao. I haven't been to Visayas so in Mindanao. I'm so sorry. Why am I saying yes? <laughs> the vow. The vow is really, really pretty. But like people in Luzon think that they have an edge, that they have the upper Which hand, or like they're they better don't. just because <laughs> they, don't. <laughs> they don't. They don't. They actually don't. I don't know why we have that in our, in our culture. Like we're nurturing that mentality. Mm-hmm. We're in there there are a lot of advocates for like black lives matter but then we call a lot of filipinos nog nog negro so like it's really wrong it's really hypocritical of them and i mean the the ideals even themselves are like really absolute they want to completely eradicate things which is something that you cannot do that's not you that's not human in any way and so form because in the end of the day you're still going to make a few slip-ups or a few mistakes that you didn't even intend to do or don't even mean to do so putting people in that expectations it, it just just doesn't make sense it's gonna mess up not only you but everyone else 
and not only within the Filipinos in our place, like, you know, um, Visayas and Mindanao, they're also really insensitive mm-hmm. to the perspective of Filipinos who are in the diaspora, who are like overseas Filipinos or third culture Pinoys. Mm-hmm. It feels like we can't speak about these issues because we're not living that experience, but we are living those experiences in some way or in some form, but it's not exactly what it's like yours. Maybe we can provide an insight on what can we do better as a country. We can only provide an insight if we haven't experienced it firsthand, we at least have seen it. And that speaks volumes in terms of not not knowing anything about the situation. And at least knowing a little bit. Yeah. Like knowledge is really powerful. Even a little bit of knowledge can go a long way. So you told us so yeah, you told me and us about the you know, being a third culture kid. I mean I am as well. And it showed like a shift in perspective, if I'm not mistaken. But how did others perceive you as a person when you got home? I personally intimidated them. Christ. <laughs> the reason, the main reason I think, <laughs> the main reason I think that I intimidated them was because I spoke English. I spoke more English than I did Filipino and I was more comfortable in speaking in English where in, they weren't really comfortable and they weren't used to mm-hmm. speaking in English. And that gave me an edge. An or advantage. Like, that intimidated them. Yeah. And I was very outspoken. Since ever since we joined the public speaking competition, I was very opinionated. I spoke, and even being the new girl, the new girl in town, people knew me for they say like galing Dubai, like I'm from Dubai and stuff like that. They labeled me as that, but I was really outspoken. You would expect someone new to be shy, mm-hmm. to be timid, but I spoke a lot in yeah, in classes and discussions and stuff. That and that gave them. Like the impression not to cross me. So like being um let's say informed gives you an edge. When you share information, when you speak your opinions, you when they don't have an opinion on that certain thing, you would sway them to thinking or believing your stand. Right. And they always thought mm-hmm. of that. They would always tell me that they kind of were inspired by my opinion to think that mm-hmm. way. Or I can sway them into thinking that my judgment mm-hmm. is right. So that's the the way I came off to them. And I don't know why. Maybe it's my face. Maybe it's the way I speak or yeah. anything like that. But I intimidated them. I think being from a different country really gives you an edge when you come back here to the Philippines. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's a stigma, but it just gives you an edge, an yeah, advantage. But there's also, like, um, there's a, the I know it gives you an advantage over them, but at the same time, I don't want to, I don't want to belittle, um, people who are in the Philippines. I mean, your mm-hmm. val- your experiences yeah. is, is equally as valid as ours. Yet I don't mm-hmm. particularly appreciate being perceived as intimidating. 
I'd rather like you'd rather exactly. want to feel like you're being accommodated and being treated equally because yes. in the end of the day we're, yes, in the, exactly. we're the same blood and there's no need to like put me in mm-hmm. a pedestal or like put me on like a lower status exactly you don't want to yeah, admire it's, it's, I don't want I don't want to be admired I don't want to be uh not admired I just want to be you know treated like an actual person I just want to be a part of you And it's sad because the moment I speak, nobody would question my judgment. Like, I would want to get into a debate. I would yeah. want to get into a discussion. But nobody would question my judgment. Nobody would counter my yeah. opinion. And, and sometimes it's, it's like you, you don't want to come sad. across as someone who knows it all or someone who's, like, very arrogant. Because yeah, I don't want to come off as someone you who just knows it dis- all. You just want a genuine discussion about, like, how we can see things in the... Uh, more improved way exactly and a situation is better talked about when there are two sets of eyes or more than one set of mm-hmm. eyes looking into the right. situation getting another person into the situation broadens your perspective and broadens your vision when it comes to that topic and that's what i craved when i was speaking it would always be like that like nobody would stand up to counter my mm-hmm. judgment to counter my opinion and it would be sad like end of discussion when she speaks that's the end of the discussion that. exactly and it's really and, sad and uh, i mean it's not it's a, it's not only sad but at the same time it's just it shows you it shows this hierarchical nature inside mm-hmm. our inside our culture and our psyche if someone who speaks english Who is also a Filipino is automatically exactly. better. No, we're exactly. not better than you are. We just know how to articulate our feelings and our thoughts in another language, but that doesn't mean that we're better. Exactly, in another language, and English isn't. It doesn't mean that I'm exactly. smarter. We might be speaking English here, but you know, um, 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 um there's probably more smarter people <laughs> than me than right now. Exactly. Not because we're fluent in a certain language doesn't mean we're smart yes. in general. <laughs> It doesn't really equate to being smart. I don't know why, but that's a common misconception. Misconception <laughs> that when someone yeah yeah, when someone speaks English, they're perceived as smart. They're perceived as maarte mm-hmm. when you call it in Filipino. Maarte and stuff like that. When we should just treat it as it is. I don't know. Yeah, normalize speaking in a different language because you just prefer to speak in another language. And It's not neglecting your mother yes, tongue. Yes, exactly. And that's also the same case when it comes to other languages that exist in the Philippines. Don't, you don't need to um, criticize mm-hmm. someone or like think someone's lower or higher just because they speak a specific um, language or dialect. Dialect. Or like, yeah. Exactly. There are a lot of people who... look down on Bisaya people because they have an accent when they speak in mm-hmm. Tagalog. But truth is, they speak better English. They sound better right. when they mm-hmm. speak in English. And we often look at them, look down on them. Like, not me, but like some people look down on them just because they have an accent when they speak Filipino. Right. And I don't think you should judge people according to how they speak because they may be very fluent in their dialect and they may be able to express more in their dialect than you in whatever language you speak. It's expression. Mm-hmm. Not No language is above right. the other. 
No dialect is taboo. And I think that that perspective also (laughs) applies to Filipinos who speak English, but they have a Baroque accent or, you know, care about English. That's fine. It's fine. It means you're... As long as you... I can understand. Yeah. I don't mind. Yeah. As long as you're able to express your thoughts and emotions, it's okay. Just speak the way you want to. Express yourself mm-hmm. the way you want to. The only purpose of speaking is to be understood, is to be heard. Right. And if it does that for you, go mm-hmm. ahead. Nobody should be judged by the way they speak. Right. And this, I think this goes back to a lot of people who, ad- a lot of young people who actually advocate for diversity and inclusivity and being sensitive to other cultures. But when they actually come into contact with those cultures that are foreign from their own, they automatically criticize or discriminate or there's an underlying prejudice. Exactly. And that's something we should leave behind. There are a lot of things that we should carry with us. Our generation should carry in the culture of the Filipinos. But there are a lot of things that we should leave behind. And that's one of them. The prejudice against, I don't know, dialects different just just people from um, other cultures and other upbringings in general yeah exactly filipinos often look up to the western culture Mm -hmm. and look down to culture of our own asian cultures exactly especially i'm not i'm not not gonna say this but i I think they don't look down to some aspects of asian culture Look, you mean um, how many? Seriously, <laughs> um, hint, hint, <laughs> hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> but yeah, but they don't look down. There are certain cultures that we yes. idolize. There are certain um, cultures that we even that adopt. We, we even uh, adopt them. Perish. Yeah, exactly. We even adopt it. But then, why can't we do it to yes. our own culture? Something that's actually, you know, why can't we cherish us. our own culture? Why can't we? Um, improve our culture. We can actually improve our culture. We can let go of the unnecessary and um disadvantages qualities parts of our culture. Yeah, the qualities. But then we don't. We choose to adapt other cultures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's a richness in that cultural diversity that we are not tapping exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So. We- welcome other cultures into our lives but we can't even our cherish our exactly. own exactly there are a lot of especially youth our generation youth our age they really love certain cultures certain um ways of life that they live like that they even color their hair they even do their makeup or present themselves mm-hmm. that way wherein we have we have our own culture to be happy about to be proud about and yet we don't showcase it the way we adopt other cultures yeah and i think a lot of a lot of people are going to argue that um we're the culture that we're talking about here is about indigenous cultures which is it's still a relevant part they should be appreciated as they should Mm -hmm. be but there are certain aspects of filipino modern culture that is originally our own and i can't and the mm-hmm. thing is, it's really hard to um, subsidize that into key points on what really yeah. Filipino culture is. 
Because it has so many aspects mm-hmm. and it has so many. It yeah, varies. It, it varies from every re- region. Even Filipino culture is altered by the way your family. Yeah, raises you, um, or where, guess, yeah. where 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 you were raised. Like often mm-hmm. there would there would be Filipinos who are raised in other countries and they start to adopt the culture of that country, yet there are. There's yeah, still exactly. people. There's still some amount of like us, um, kids who were mm-hmm. who grew up here, who were born here, that we still kept a sense of mm-hmm. being Pinoy, being a Filipino. Filipino. Yeah, being Pinoy, and um, we don't care about so, yeah. whether we speak Tagalog or so, our language, yeah. or English, or otherwise mm-hmm. in front of other people. I'm not gonna not gonna mm-hmm. do that. I, I I simply won't. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of families teach that to their kids as well. So shout out to those families who teach exactly. that to their kids. Yep, <laughs> shout out. You're doing great. <laughs> right. I know of a lot of Filipino parents who force their children to adapt the Western culture to the way um, the Western people, Westerners mm-hmm. live, the way they speak, the way what they eat they're trying to force their kids into abandoning their own culture and i think we shouldn't do that if we want our culture to improve and to be celebrated by other people to be admired and appreciated by other people we should first appreciate ourselves because we're not doing a good enough job exactly and um Mm -hmm. i think here's another thing um even i personally i want you know, wealth, the welfare state of the Philippines, like, you know, sending other workers mm-hmm. to overseas. I, I kind of had a thought that I wanted that to stop. But at the same time, I, it's a big part of who most of us are who grew up here. Like, if we, mm-hmm. if we didn't grow up here, then what's the, what's the point of us being these kind of people anyway? It shaped, yeah, it shaped exactly. us. So, am I going to be against sending, you know, Filipino workers overseas, being um, mm-hmm. like um, coalescing with other cultures? Uh, no, I think exactly. there's a lot of wisdom that can be manifested into the children that they produce when they're in that country, and when they bring them back here, it actually plants a very valuable seed into what our future could look like. Exactly. So we have we have a very big part. Like our culture plays a, a big part in how we live our lives and how our future mm-hmm. would look. It really plays a huge role in how we would turn out as a generation. And I think that moving to a different country, us being having a third culture, having adapted a culture that isn't our own doesn't necessarily equate or is not equivalent to our own culture dying down it's just we create a mixture a culture a mixture of cultures that cater to what we want because even if we grew up in a in a very filipino family we would be able to i guess alter the way we take in the filipino culture and we would be able to adapt like the culture around us and it's solely our decision because once you leave the house once you live on your own once you depend on yourself you're in charge of how you believe of how you dress if you if you say po or no po, if you still keep that 
you're keeping a part of your culture in just doing that. And we can keep the foods yeah. we eat. I personally like burgers, pizzas, mm. and stuff like that. That isn't necessarily Filipino food. But I've adapted that from their culture because that's mm-hmm. what I want. So it's actually our decision and it's our duty to be able to contribute to how much or how far like the Filipino culture progresses. Yeah, and that's in the that's that that's the main point of being a third culture kid. Um, you're such in a precarious mm-hmm. position because there's two things of you as a a uh, person who's growing up who's going to um, acknowledge these things. It's either you will get purely absorbed by this foreign culture or you would act, or you would actually use that to strengthen your Filipino self. Because mm-hmm. you could create a contrast. You would be able to compare like the cultures that you have, the co- your own culture and the culture that you currently live with, like have mm-hmm. around you. And you'd be able to choose what you want to adapt because even if like the filipino culture even if i'm in the philippines even if i live with and according to the filipino culture i still adapt what i want like when it comes to how um people in the uae obey their traffic rules i have that yeah like i don't think it's a culture the way of upbringing Mm -hmm. but it's part it's part You've adapted mm-hmm. it. Yeah, you've adapted it. You adapt to what you want. And we have a huge part. Our generation has a huge part in maintaining the value and the importance of the Filipino culture. We must not let it die down. Just because we appreciate the Western culture more doesn't mean we yes, have to exactly. let go of our own. Don't need to do yourself. Yeah, we, ha- we can create yes. a mixture. As as, yeah. Because you grew up here. I, uh, I grew up here half of my life. We see um, mm, Arabs, yeah. how they value their, their mm-hmm. culture so much that even though they're exactly. di- even though they're it's so diverse here, everywhere you go, it's so Arab, it's so Arabic, it's also Arabic. It's from them, and you just what? How is that even possible? Yeah, we want that for our for our own. Like, how can we make our culture shine the way they do? Because once you see them, the way they act in public, the way they look, you would know that they're Arabic. You would know that they're from the Middle East. You would know from which part of the yeah, earth. Yeah, and it's not from. automatically so like a. So how can we make our culture exactly. shine like and it's that? It's not about you know stereotypes. <laughs> Come on, it's about exactly. it's about how that person owns their cu- the yes, way you bring yourself. How much that person or that nation uh, or that you know um, local. Or that person who's from yeah. that country values their culture mm-hmm. so much that it actually shows through them, and that's not a exactly. sin- that's not a that's not a stereotype because it's a, it's an actual reality. It's just mm-hmm. how they do it, and and it varies from person to person. Like the way we show how Filipino we are varies from per- person to person. But there are other cultures, other nationalities, other ethnic- ethnicities who put themselves out there to the point that you know their identity yes just from experiencing or having them around you exactly and how can we do that as filipinos how can we show that we're filipinos just by the way we stand just by the way we like move. put ourselves just the way we exactly. present ourselves towards a national exactly. level and also a personal yeah. level and also the people exactly. around us it's this concept 
it's just it's just this origin it's in history of design there's this this concept of valuing the arts because it is something that can be used to express you know the person who's going to view that artwork and same thing when it comes to culture we need to find a way to actually maintain and sustain all of these ideals into a much more long-term manner Mm-hmm. We can't just say be nice. Can die down. Yeah, exactly. Cultures can die. Cultures can die down. Like it's a sad reality, but people should know this. But cultures die down once you've adapted more of foreign cultures into your way of life. Your culture dies down in you. Your culture lives in you. And once you have you've adapted like an, a foreign culture into your life, your culture itself dies down to the point that. You're no longer, you no longer have Filipino culture in you, and th- that's something we should avoid. Right. We shouldn't let, like, our culture die down just because it's, I don't know, it's what's famous right now. Yeah, or on demand, what like, seems to be working. Yeah, what seems to be working? Because what's working now could not work in the next ten years, in the next century. So we should be able to retain whatever we have and be proud of it as Filipinos. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just it's just a very complicated thing. I'm not I'm not we're not here talking to each other telling to everyone else that being a third culture kid is somehow a better manifestation of being a Filipino. It's simply not. Exactly. It's just a stronger representation of what it means to be a Filipino if you were able to actually go through the processes to actually strengthen who you are as, yeah, exactly. as a Filipino. Because there's a lot of third culture kids that don't value who th- their Filipino culture. culture. Exactly. And exactly. that doesn't mean there that we're better. Filipino kids who can't speak Filipino. Exactly. Just that... Language is a very big part of culture. our culture. It's our identity. People know that we're Filipinos based on how we speak. And a lot of children don't know how to speak Filipino. Just in that way, we're letting our culture die down. And it being a third culture kid, it's not... I think it strengthened my sense of being a Filipino rather than like lessened it, weakened mm-hmm. it. People would think that having experienced a different culture would lessen your own. But no, it strengthens because it forms a contrast. You experience a lot of cultures and you actually keep and treasure what you have as your nationality more because of experiencing more cultures, more foreign cultures. Very different from your own. Yes, exactly. And I think that says a big part of um what we can do you know as young people to improve the culture that we have is let's shift away our focus from certain material things we don't Mm -hmm. have enough value for traveling for fair Mm -hmm. for like uh, meeting other cultures i think we should put more value in that because historically or anthropologically Filipinos mm-hmm. are most of us are seafarers we were travelers we were merchants exactly. we were we welcoming people and i think we should you know like adopt that we should we should adopt yeah, that i feel like the filipinos are lacking diversity like you, you see in uae you see a lot of different 
cultures, different nationality that are mingling together. Nationalities, yes, different ethnicities who live together harmoniously. Like they Surprise. they may have been from different, <laughs> yeah, they may have been from different countries and different walks of life, but they are harmoniously living with each other, living around each other. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that we lack as Filipinos. We've lived with Filipinos our whole life. Yes. So we don't know how to mingle with other. Like, sure, we sh- we are hospitable. But, like, when it comes down to actually living with the person you've welcomed into your territory, would you still react the same? Would you still be as welcoming? Yes, exactly. So that's a really big question. Yeah, and... You said that, you know, Filipinos living among Filipinos. It's just, yeah, yeah. exactly. But we're Filipino, but they are Filipinos living with just the same Filipinos who have their same culture within that exactly. region, within so, the area. So, uh, please, you can go out, you can visit other places in the Philippines. I, oh my God, travel in the Philippines is such a difficult thing. Experience. <laughs> yeah, experience it. Yes. Especially, I mean, after COVID though. Because, like, you'd just be <laughs> <After COVID. laughs> harming everyone. Yeah. Like, Don't be those yeah. patient, you know, like, uh, what what did, they, what did they call those? Like, you hyper spreaders? Oh, hyper spreaders. Yeah. Hyper yeah, spreaders of the virus. You know, like, yeah. yeah, exactly. So, like, as long as, like, we put in the effort to end COVID, like, end the spread of the virus, we would be able to experience or we should like put an effort into exploring more because mm-hmm. like our culture is really rich and it varies and it differs from and, region to yeah, region from, region from to person region. to from person from one point to another and it's just so exactly we, we're not learning the value of that i think partly because mm-hmm. um um our parents right um mm-hmm. they the the first goal or motivation that they have in mind when they grew up was they wanted to have achievements, physical achievements, mm-hmm. money, um, exactly. um, being able to uplift your, your family realistically. From poverty. Yes, yeah, exactly. Realistic. Raising themselves up from poverty. And they're one of the most successful generations we've ever seen. And I think as, yeah. a, and as a generation who grew up in that situation like um situation so like, we already have that in like yeah, our culture all, yes exactly like, wanting that w- better like. yeah um i think the goal of our generation should be let's actually start meeting people let's connect people let's um exactly we're a really small country compared to canada and like us but we're very diverse like our culture our people are very colorful like yes. in a sense and we've we haven't fully honed our culture as one due to not being able to understand each other and mingling with each other like Bisaya and people from Luzon people from Mindanao they're very different and if you mingle with, with each other you'd actually find like a common denominator and you could shine with each other and that's what we lack because we're so, I don't know, focused on what we lived with, like the culture and how we were brought. We're really centered according to that. Like me being raised as a Tagalog. I've been Tagalog my whole life. And when I went to Davao, even if they're they're Filipinos, so even if I'm a Filipino too, we're very different, like very different, like the way they live, 
their cultures and like and I think we would be able to adapt those good um qualities if we only mingled and interacted with I don't know regions in the Philippines. We'd be able to I don't know expand our culture, improve our our culture so that it doesn't die down. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think it's time. It's it's like there's no more ample time to do that than this mm-hmm. like you know I'm not saying like go out I'm even serious. though it's pandemic no, no, no. Yeah. What I'm talking no, no, about no. is <laughs> let's start removing that concept that everything in the Philippines is always centered about Luzon or Manila. That's not good. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. You cannot yeah. find any value there. Because Manila would die soon. Actually, I think that Manila would... <laughs> Come on. <laughs> not in that sense, but like it wouldn't be as hyped as it would be after a few years because like the resources, the pollution yeah. would would kill the place yeah and i think and we would venture like farther from ncr yes i think our president is doing some way or some form of that the way you mm-hmm. infrast- the infrastructures that he's building are mm-hmm. s- you know spreading around to places that we weren't really familiar with before exactly and when that starts so, like, you know when it when it finishes perhaps it's more easier to actually visit the places that we haven't visited before Exactly. You and me, so we would, we're Filipinos who haven't yeah. even traveled any other island in the Philippines. I mean, except you, you've been to the to Davao. I've only been in Luzon. I've never been to Visayas and Mindanao. Those are those people are really foreign to me. So I really love that. I really love the opportunity to go there and meet people. Because exactly. So imagine that you're a Filipino, but you're a stranger to your own culture, to the own to your own country island exactly yeah so like that's depressing we lack <laughs> a lot of yeah <laughs> exactly just imagine being a filipino but knowing only about one um island group like you you know a lot about luzon but there are two other island groups and you don't you know nothing about them yeah and they're actually, we may study they're actually culture, the same, but it's better to they're actually, actually the same nationality as you Exactly. They're the same nationality, but it's the Filipinos have a very rich culture. And since we've like been, I don't know, colonized by a lot of different um nationalities and a lot of nationalities have like contributed to the culture that we have today, it's really, really diverse. Mm-hmm. And it's sad that we know nothing about the places other than our own. Yes. And I mm-hmm. think um I'm 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 not I'm not necessarily agreeing with our president on most of the things that he does. But I think it's an important mm-hmm. outlook or an important, you know, message to be learned by a lot of Filipinos mm-hmm. that f- for the first time in how many years, this is just the first president that's from the southern region, from Mindanao. Mm-hmm. That's oh, yeah. a shock. Like, Yeah, oh yeah, I realize that now. He's the, I don't know. He was the only I don't one- know if other president... And I think we President. should, and I think we should value that perspective that's really that he, foreign to bringing, us. Yes, yeah. and that and bringing to the administration, and we it, should appreciate that. And it actually gives more, um, like it amplifies the voices of those from Visayas and Mindanao who we used to not even budge to hear about in the first place. Exactly. Before. So, like, maybe the reason why we re- we react. Um, 
adversely to some of like the way um Duterte speaks or president president Duterte speaks because mm-hmm. he's new to us but he is from a different upbringing he is from a different place and therefore he can offer something new or different yeah and you know the way people react to something new it's it would always almost be a negative, be negative. reaction Yeah, it would always be a negative reaction. And it's But expected from people in Luzon. We always mm-hmm. react negatively to everything that's not about us. Exactly. So <laughs> when you incorporate or introduce something new to people who have known only this for their entire lives, they react negatively. But once you actually think about it and actually welcome it and just... I don't know, consider the possibility of adapting it, you would actually realize that it actually has good points too. Yeah, and it like actually it has value. It has as much value as the culture that we possess and we have. Mm-hmm. So we should be more welcoming to our own cultures. If we are able to adapt foreign cultures, why can't we do that to our own? Yes. Why can't we have the skill or like the gift of the Ilongos for being soft-spoken? Yeah. Why can't we have... The gift of Batangueños of being very articulate. Mm-hmm. Why can't we have? Why can't we adapt the gift of Pampangueños or Kapampangan to Cockwell? Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of things that we can use to spice up our culture. Like the Tagalogs are very plain. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm a Tagalog myself, but I can say that I I'm plain. I think we're vanilla. We're pretty vanilla. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, we're pretty vanilla. When you come to realize, when I went to Davao, like their culture is way more very rich. Um, I think it is. Yeah, very, very rich. rich, very rich compared to those of the Tagalogs of people mm-hmm. in Luzon. So being modernized does that. Like being modernized, and I don't know. I think globalization has a big thing to do with it too. Yeah. Because like we we want to act this certain way because. The rest of the world is acting this that's way. The, yeah. So that's what what's happening in Luzon, and that kills parts of our culture, wherein the other less touched regions of the Philippines still have. Yes. Being modernized does that. So yeah, we should be wary mm-hmm. of the things that um, we're actually doing. Let's just stop this. Mm-hmm, like, yeah. Bullshit, and just move on to something that's actually <laughs> pretty better and self-sustaining for ourselves. For the can yeah. we not do that for like a time? Like stop attacking. Let's stop attacking different dialects, different uh, let, ethnic groups. Let's stop upholding foreign countries. Let's start with our own. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm just really I'm, that's just really the point of everything that we've been talking about. Stop the stop this uh, culture worshiping of other countries. Exactly. So. Our culture is something to boast about. Yeah. Like, but it's not something to boast very... about just because you were said that you were <laughs> ugly or something. That, that's so petty. I mean, yeah, exactly. That's the thing about the whole new th- cancel Korea hashtag cancel Korea thing. Everyone's standing exactly. up now for being Filipino and like for having this brown skin beauty. I was like, where the hell were you when exactly. all of this didn't exist? Where were you? You weren't anywhere to be found. You weren't anywhere. The, I don't think the, these trends, like hashtag trends or like Twitter trends, they don't last. Really, yeah, 
they don't reflect into the real world. You don't see people disliking Korean culture just because this trended. They speak about it. And that's the thing about our generation nowadays. We are so good at speaking up, but in adapting and learning from and actually applying what we spoke about. That's what we lack. Yes. My only point is we should value our culture more than we actually value it. Because there's a lot of things to be proud about of being Filipino. And there's a lot of things to improve about being a Filipino. But one thing is for sure is that we have to cherish our culture. Because we're the only ones who can do it. Us being Filipinos. We're the only ones who can keep our culture thriving throughout the years. Throughout the generations to come. We're the only ones who can improve it. And actually be the ones to let it live for as long as we want we have the power and we should just value our culture more learn more about how diverse our culture is how different regions showcase being a filipino and when you ask different people they would say a lot about being a filipino so just with how diverse their answers may be we know that our culture is more than what we think of it as so we should cherish our culture more and actually learn more about the different cultures in our country and what makes the Filipino culture the way it is right now. Right. Yeah, I think I really agree with you in all of the points that you've said ever since we started that there's so much diversity in Filipino culture that's, that remains to be untapped. There's a lot of things that are needed to be uncovered and as the new generation i think i think that's what should we should be responsible for it's not always about there's a lot of i, I recognize that that there are a lot of problems in you know in the philippines there's a lot of problems in the philippines and often those problems are about money but in the end of the day, we can't just throw money to your problems just because you feel like it. We're, we're not like those people. Come on. It's about shaping our culture to actually support our economy. And I think we can work on doing that. You know, gaining enough um, profit or income from cultivating the culture that we have as Filipinos. If that's a problem that we want to resolve in the first place. If you want to resolve poverty, you don't just throw money to the poor people and say like, hey, okay, maintain yourself. No, you need a culture that actually supports that. You need... Now you're not now you're not poor. Yes. Like, that's not a that's There not are a thing. no simple solutions, solutions to poverty. You have to actually rewire. Yes, yeah. you need to rewire very... society and look at the very fundamental problems on why these things are happening. And you can't just make people stop being, you know, poor by changing policy or just mm-hmm. giving them money or like, okay, do more food programs. That's not going to do anything. What you need to do is shape a culture, shape a society, and shape infrastructures that actually sustain those people economically. And then you can resolve Poverty. We should stop settling for temporary solutions, changes, yes, temporary improvements. We should stop settling for, for the meantime, temporary solutions. Because if we settle for that, nothing would last and nothing mm-hmm. would really improve. 
for the Filipinos if we keep on the pwede na yan mindset. Yes. Pwede na yan. We just, it's That's just, good enough. It's just Things not should, sustainable. We shouldn't settle for good enough. We should always reach for what's best when it comes to the lives of the Philippines. Mm-hmm. True. So yeah, that's that. Great. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> thank you so much, Ademira, for being here with us today. Like for your kind time. I oh, know it's fil- my pleasure. <laughs> Hey, I'm glad that you reached the end of the podcast. This is a nonprofit project. If you want to support us, go to unfiltered.substack.com. That's U-N-F-I-L-T-R-D dot substack.com. And sign up to our tri-weekly newsletter. Thank you very much for listening and see you soon. I know the Philippines is such a <laughs> weird Wi-Fi. I don't know. It's not. Uh, no, it's not weird. We should blatantly call it as it is. It's, no. it's it's bad. It's worse. Yeah, it's really, really bad. It's really, really bad. I, I can't even remember like how good internet feels like. <laughs>